Just speak for me, Richard. I'm going to speak to you for as long as you want. Hello and welcome to our second episode of the new Lib Dem podcast with myself, John Potter, and Councillor Richard Kemp. From Liverpool. Um, yes, yeah, so me and Richard are both uh, leader of opposition groups uh, in the north, myself in Preston and Richard in Liverpool. So this is a new podcast, this is a second episode. If you want to see, listen to the old one, you can do. It's on the, the list on where you subscribe. Um, if you want to follow us on social media, you can uh, on Instagram, Twitter, and on our Facebook page, it's at LibDemPod. And so it seems sensible for this second episode to talk about the other big thing that's going on in the Lib Dem world, which is the new leadership election. Um, obviously, Vince has done a fantastic job. I, I, I don't think he could have imagined that he would have ended his term with such good uh, stakes. But how, how are you seeing the leadership election at the moment, Rich? Well, first of all, let's just say something about Vince. Uh, I think he was exactly the right leader for us at, this, uh, at, the, at the time when he became leader. And thank goodness there wasn't an election uh, at, at that time. He gave us gravitas. He gave us knowledge. He got us into the media because people were prepared to listen to Vince, who happened to be the leader of the Lib Dems, <laughs> and that often happens to you and I, I'm sure, uh, at a local level. Uh, and he provided a sort of rock of policy because when he first said an exit from Brexit, how many of us, every, every Lib Dem thought, oh, bloody right, are we sure? Yeah. And most of us weren't, including me. Uh, but the important lesson from Vince then is you've got to be absolutely clear on your principles and stick to them. You've got to have gravitas and you've got to be presentable. I think certain amount of praise, and he'll probably be the, uh, forgotten about, is actually that Tim Farron, certainly straight after the, uh, the EU referendum, came out and had a strategy very clearly that we were going to call for what's now become the people's vote. Yeah. And it set about us on that course. So Vince has done a fantastic job, but actually I think we can't forget about Tim's groundwork that he did beforehand. Yes. In, in fact, as I go back uh, across my time as a member of the Liberal Party and then the Liberal Democrats, uh, I, I think an important lesson is that every leader has been different mm. and every leader should be different. Uh, they were all good in their own way at the time. As we look back, people like Jeremy Thorpe, perhaps, and uh, and the problems that Tim had during the general election, yeah. we see frailties. But then we're human beings. If yeah. we haven't got frailties, we're not we're not human beings. And if you look at the other two parties now, you look what <laughs> they're what they're doing with their leadership. It's you know, and and that's a, a misconception I think sometimes the public can have is that in fact all political parties are amalgamations of different yeah. we're, kind we're of coalitions. Things. Actually, yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I mean, it's one of the the problems with our voting system is that we tend to have these huge block parties. When actually, if we were another country, the Lib Dems would probably be three or so different parties. Yeah. But it's just it is the nature of our voting system that. Well, that's that right. If we it. wanted to have a party which believed everything that we did. Yeah. 
we'd have to set up our own. Yeah. And I couldn't even get Eric a camp to join no, the Richard Kemp party. <laughs> uh, so uh, I, I do know uh, the, the difficulties with that. But yes, every party is a coalition. Uh, I don't agree with everything that we put forward in the council. Mm -hmm. Probably we do, I do now that I'm the, uh, the leader. Uh, <laughs> I rule with a rod of iron, that's what it is. I, I like that. I hope no one from Liverpool listens to this. Uh, we'll block them. We'll block them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, you so you have to realise that you're pulling people together. I'm a Liberal Democrat because I believe in 95% of what the party yeah. promotes and I agree with all its principles, which is perhaps more important than policies. And that maybe just coming to what's mm. maybe my slight, not concerns, not the right word, but the leadership election has been a lot at the moment about policy. And actually, I don't think there's a great deal of difference in policy between Ed and Joe, me or you, or anything really, because yeah. our policy is decided by members. Now, it, where what then it asks the question: If we're not, if we want the leaders going to get asked at Hustings, okay, what's your thoughts on one issue or another, high speed two or something like that? Um, but actually, for me, what I want to know about is what are the leaders going to do to capitalise on what's just happened in this last month? That is more important to me because I know roughly where they are on policy. Yeah. What's going to make them a better leader for the party? Because at the end of the day, people don't vote on policies. Mm -hmm. They vote on, do they think that party, as exemplified often by its leader, is the right for me. Yeah. And the language we use is vital. So I said, knock on the door, I said, it's really important that we decentralise the commanding heights of the economy and the way we do governmental business. Yeah. You are. Yeah. But yeah. if I said, do you think too many buggers in London make decisions that are going mm. to affect your life and mine? Oh, yes, we yeah, got it. Yeah. So it is a question of how we say it. So, and it, so therefore, it isn't just a question of the leader. Yeah. The leader's bloody busy the whole yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. It's who's providing the leader with the bullets, yeah. not only for the leader to use, but how we then provide the bullets for the party to use as well. We're delighted to say that this episode has been sponsored by LD Supplies. If you require posters, garden stakes, high quality leaflets, then go check out LD Supplies. Facebook.com stroke LD Supplies. If the policies are made by the members and generally we've, they're not going to radically change yeah. than what we've been campaigning for for however many years, then what do we want our leader to be? What do we need our leader to be? Uh, hard, basically. Mm. Uh, I think we're very lucky uh, as, as a party with a small number of MPs to have a choice between two very good candidates. But will they be hard enough? Will they be strong enough? So I'm, I know we've got the right people. What I'm not sure of yet is which is the right personality. Yeah. If we get either, they're both very capable, they're both very experienced, yeah. they both come across well, they've both got a, a level of gravitas to them. However, I just think when I've watched one of the hustings, I think, I think it was Ed Davies' slogan, where it was, we want to decarbonise cap capitalism. What? If I said to my wife, I said, oh, we're going to decarbonise capitalism, she would probably screw up her face and have, what does that mean? So what the party needs to do is to go back to, what does this mean to me? Yeah. The slogan I'd use is that bad air quality is killing your kids. Yeah, that's right. And All connected, it's the same issue. Yeah. But how do you explain it? 
Because at the moment we're seen as being these nice people nationally and very hard community politicians locally. But actually, if we want to get people to vote for us nationally, we've got to show that there is the link. Yeah. And at the moment, we seem totally incapable of showing the link between those national ideas and our foot-slogging, pavement-pounding activities. So, I mean, one of the interesting conversations we had was whether this leadership election is quite a boring leadership election because they are quite similar, Joe and Joe mm. and Ed. And I do often think myself wondering, because Leila Moran looked like she was going to stand. She's, actually, she's had a good two years, you know, she's mm. re from being elected. And Vera Hobhouse. Yeah, actually, yeah, actually, both have been two very, very good. cracking MPs. Now, the, I'm actually quite glad Layla didn't run, because I had a, a worry it would have been a bit like a William Hague sort of moment, just too it, much too soon, that, you know, and, yeah. and particularly in such a marginal seat. Yeah. Uh, her or Vera... Next time, which might yeah. be what ten years of, I don't know. Yeah. But then again, Joe's—if Joe wins, she's only thirty-nine. Is yeah, Joe? But there's, there's a limited life for a leader. Being a leader of a national party, never mind being the leader mm. of a council group, even yeah. is all-consuming. You yeah. have to be obsessed. You have to give up so much else. And I wouldn't ask Joe to mm. give much more time yeah. than that. And one thing that, for that all, always warm me to Joe was 2015 was horrendous, the, the general mm. election, where the SNP, after the, the independence referendum, swept everyone aside. Yeah. I mean, I mean by huge margins as well. Yeah. You're talking three about, left, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. But <laughs> I mean, I mean, the margin of victory, you know, thirty percent swings and yeah. unheard of swings. Yeah. And I remember being in uh, Garstang for the Wire and Preston North count, and saw how close Joe got to keeping that seat yeah. against that absolute yeah. tidal wave was again, yeah. and she just lost out. But she never, she didn't stop after that. She just, yeah. straight away, she thought, right, I'm taking this back. Yeah, but that's why the party still exists. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the good slogan in uh, Liverpool, that we use more often than most other places around to, is you'll never walk alone. Yeah. And at times, from about 2011 on, it did feel as though we were going yeah. it uh, alone. Uh, and the reason we still exist is the resilience of what I call the thin orange line yeah. of Lib Dem councillors. Uh, and then uh, a small number of people, I mean, a lot of our previous MPs just swanned off. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Joe didn't. No. Vince, Vince didn't. didn't. Yeah. Ed didn't. No. They got stuck back in. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I have tremendous uh, respect for everyone who's there. I admit, you know, me and you are a little bit odd. You know, well, we're very odd. We're, we're, we are. <laughs> very, but what the leader has to do is convince people that maybe not quite as odd as us to get in and make a difference. Yeah, because what we clearly don't have is enough activists. Yeah. Now, one of my key turn-ons, uh, although I was only a member of the party for his second run, mm. was Joe Grimmond. Yeah. And Joe Grimmond, Lieutenant Colonel Joe Grimmond, no less, told us to march to the sound of gunfire. And that's what I've been doing ever since. There are activists who make decisions and there are activists who lobby people to, to make, make decisions. decisions yeah. So that's why I'm a politician. And, 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 the, and the world doesn't exist with single issues. That's what I think. So you want to be a member of Greenpeace. Absolutely fine. Yeah. No problem with that whatsoever. But actually, 
we've we've just had say the European elections and one of the key things about the, the EU elections is actually how does Europe deal with climate change and we've got two fantastic Lib Dem MEPs in Chris Davis yeah. and Jane Brophy who put green issues right to the top of their agenda and so whereas being a member of Greenpeace absolutely fantastic yeah. but to make real change you've got to have the levers of power or, or even the Green Party, for that matter. Uh, and, and that's an important consideration, because I, I've said before that the leader needs to be able to reach out, talk to others. And there are issues where we could half agree with the Green Party on. Yeah. Do we agree that environmental issues, climate change, are the single most important issue for the planet? Absolutely. Mm. Then you look at their policies and you think, but you're not going to achieve anything with these policies. Yeah. Or most of them. So I think uh, uh, partly it's a problem of the fact we sit in the, in, in, the, uh, in a chamber in most places with us on one side and them on the other. Yeah. Uh, everything is binary. Yeah. But nothing is binary, really. That was the problem no. with the EU referendum. What could we take of your party, John? What can we take of your party, Susan? What could we, where can we agree on 90%? Yeah. Uh, instead, we argue about the 10% we disagree on. Yeah, that's right. And, and that's one of the things I learned having been the group leader at the LGA and still involved in LGA stuff. Uh, so I sit uh, in meetings with Labour, Conservative and Independent, Green, whatever they are, people, and it would be very hard for you to decide who was who uh, because we leave the 5% at the door yeah. to concentrate on the 95 yeah. And you can see them both being asked this question, and it's an awkward one right now. It says, OK, will you rule out a coalition with the Tories or Labour? And it's a very difficult thing to answer straightly, because you've got to say, well, right now, the Tories lurching to the right, Labour lurching to the left. I cannot see a point where we would have too much in common with either of those parties to, mm. to actually form any sort of coalition, regardless of what happens in the next general election. Because... If Brexit happens, I assume the Lib Dem position will be fighting to then get back into the single market or, or re-entering the EU. And to mitigate the problems problem of it. Yeah. Where, uh, whereas the other two part or the other two leaders, because it's again the leaders of these parties aren't necessarily where their members are. Mm. It's 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 very difficult calculation for any for either Joe or Ed to make that calculation now because where the Tories and Labour might be in six months. Who knows? Yeah. I, I think what they're saying is quite rightly, not with those two as the leader. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think that's absolutely right. But that's only because that emphasises where their party mm. is. Uh, so Boris Johnson becomes the leader. That's as untenable as Theresa May. Mm. Who would become the leader of the Labour Party? Probably someone who's more presentable. But on the Labour Party, there's a leadership election now. Mm. Most of the activists in the Labour Party are part of a cult. Yeah. They just want another cult member. So I personally couldn't see a coalition with either no. of the other parties. But then I couldn't see a coalition with the Greens either. No. Uh, because what we've got to do, and, and this is the advice that you and I give, isn't it, to when councils go into no overall control, what's your list of key policies? Yeah. Who's going to be closest to them? And if you start saying, well, who's going to be chair of this and yeah. chair of that? And it's um, when I first, I was first elected during tuition fees, that was when I got elected in a by-election. in, in and you were only in land, you? I was 27 when I got first <laughs> elected. Um, and for that point, it was no overall control in Preston. Yeah. Uh, 
And it is, you cannot imagine sometimes the hard place making those decisions are, you know, vote by vote, issue by issue, campaign by campaign. Mm. And sometimes you are in an utterly impossible situation where, say, I remember this, Labour would propose something absolutely ridiculous and the Tories would do something also pretty bad, but not as ridiculous as the Labour one. So I was left in a position, well, I, I have to vote one way. I have to look at the least worse option. Yeah. Uh, and it puts you in a in an awful, awful situation sometimes. And you, there's nothing else you can do. You've just got to ride it out yeah. and do but, what you think is best. But again, that's if you have your uh, six to fix or your, your yeah. ten priorities. Uh, I mean, I have no objection uh, at a local level for people to make their own mind up about mm. who they go into coalition, yeah, absolutely. partnership agreement, working arrangement. You can describe yeah. it a, a and number the, of things. There's a, a lot of, of piousness sometimes. But I'm going to say, particularly from the Labour side. Oh my goodness gracious! The Lib Dems have gone in with such and such or yeah. such and such. When actually, if you look across local government. Every party's been with every other party at Absolutely. some point. And, and yeah. sometimes it's for a single issue. Sometimes it's just because they've had 40 years of Tories being rubbish and they needed a change yeah. or something or like that. Or the other way around. Yes. Yeah, I that's mean, right. Cumbria, though, we were in partnership with the Labour Party that's for right. four years. It didn't stop people from Cumbria complaining about... Something was it Burnley as well? Yeah, we went into that's right. Yeah. There happened to be a UKIP. Uh, it wasn't, well, UKIP, Bolton, yeah, Bolton. That's Bolton. just happened. Yeah. 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 So yeah, Labour have lost control of Bolton for the first time, and it's not some sort of formal coalition with the Lib Dems, UKIP, Green, and yeah. the Tories, because that obviously isn't going to work. But they're dealing. With, okay, we had a set amount of issues that we want to progress. Yeah. Either we ignore these issues and just let Labour do whatever they're doing as a minority, or you get out there and you try and fix some of these issues. We've talked quite a bit about Labour, but actually we talk about the Conservative Party. The idea of a no-deal Brexit would, a few years ago, would have been, as David Cameron said, the swivel-eyed loons. It still is. is. Yeah, but but, but the problem is the, the, the moderate Conservatives have given in to that ground, where now... We, we, they're in the middle of their leadership election now where they're saying, well, it has to be a Brexiteer, it has to be almost a hard Brexiteer. I want to get rid of all Remainers from the Cabinet. Yeah, that was that Esther McVeigh, wasn't yeah, it? Just yeah. say it. And, where it is, and that's a problem that we're going to have to deal with and the new leader's going to have to deal with, is how do you work together with people who are led by extremists? Well, I mean, my answer to that at a local level is to ignore them. Yeah. Uh, but to work with, wherever you can, the decent people in the other parties. So uh, what Tories could we work with? I'll pick out two that everyone would agree with me on. Mm. Uh, Kenneth Clark and Dominic Grieve. I could work with them. Uh, Are they still Tories and I'm not? Yes, Uh, I could probably agree with them on 60 to 70% Mm. of the agenda. And and so why don't I? Uh, In Liverpool, we have some very good... Labour members of Parliament, for example, uh, Louise Ullman, former leader yeah. of Lancashire County Council, I've respected for more than 30 years. On a lot of issues, she and I can and do work together. Yeah. Uh, so why don't we? So I th- and, then, and this is what people want. Yeah, and, and, and what's interesting is come up since the EU, uh, we, we can talk briefly about Change UK, because that, that is a very interesting dynamic now where they have completely collapsed. And I'm not, I, and I think, I can't remember, I think it was Nick Bowles, I think, the Conservative, or the ex-Conservative MP, said we shouldn't gloat about absolutely. that. Absolutely. And he's absolutely right. What they did... It was, was my blog, I think, you were reading. What, was it? Oh, dear, that's... <laughs> yeah. Oh, perhaps Nick Bowles as well. Yeah. Then. Yeah, go on. <laughs> but that, that idea that, 
you know, these people, whatever their um, motives or whatever, took a very brave decision to break out of that two-party system. Mm. And we as Lib Dems could sneer mm. and say, well, it didn't work out too well. <laughs> mm. Or actually, we could offer them an orange olive branch. And I don't think there's any alternative to doing the, the, the latter uh, for two reasons. One uh, is a matter of principle. Mm. You can't talk about pluralistic politics and then not do it. Yeah. And the second is there are some good people moved into change. And I've had an email this morning from one who wants to come and join us that I'd like to see carry on being involved in politics. I, I mean, it's what happened when the SDP was set up. Uh, the SDP was composed of people we could work with and people we couldn't, as liberals as we, were, as we were then. By and large, the people that we couldn't work with disappeared after about three years. Yeah. And then the people that stayed, and I think in Liverpool, for example, of Flo Klukas, yeah. uh, who went on to become the country's leading expert on EU financing, did tremendous work as leader of the group in the what's called the Committee of the Regions. Uh, after three, she, but she came from a different tradition than me. Mm. But you wouldn't have known that after no. three uh, years. So I, I want to uh, reach out to some of the really good Change UK people, and I think we need to ask them a question. And our new leader does as well. And I suspect this is being asked: Why didn't you come to us in the first place? Because yeah. I think that's a failing of us. Yeah. And would you them. think it was them hedging their bets? Because. Up until, I would say, the, this year's locals and the Euro election, there was still a little bit of things, are the Lib Dems still a toxic brand? You know, I, I remember people like Dan Hodges uh, online mm. saying stuff, you know, the Lib Dems should shut up shop and join change. Was yeah. that the, and it was definitely that, and now that's gone. It, yeah. it, it, we saw, you know, the best election results since 1906 for us, you know, that idea that we are now tarnished. Yeah. We will still be tarnished by some people, but they'll never vote for us anyway. Yeah, yeah. For, for anyone who's moaning about the coalition, is, is never going to vote for you, and no. more importantly, never, never has. I mean, this is probably a, a, a question that Lib Dems have been asking for a long time, but how do we break the two-party system under our current electoral rules? And it's very difficult. I mean, it, it's one of those weird things where you see Nigel Farage on the opposite side of it asking the exact same thing yeah. and following Peterborough. Well, I think we ought to do what we did in Liverpool. We abolished the Tory party. OK, yeah, that, well, yeah, <laughs> that might so, actually happen anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that's a glib thing. But just to follow up what you said, are the Labour and Tory parties doing our job for us? Mm. Uh, and I have a feeling that they are. When you think that the Conservative Party is 120,000, mostly white, elderly men based in London and the South. Yeah. I mean, at one stage, they don't do it now. The Tories used to announce every year that they had the youngest set of candidates for the local elections. Why? Because they got every member of the young Conservatives at the university <laughs> to sign up as candidates for places yeah. they'd never seen and been. So there is no Conservative Party no. in Liverpool uh, now. In other parts of the country, the Labour Party is fast disappearing. Yeah. Uh, Labour Party is hemorrhaging its stolid, hard-working members. We had two um, ex-Labour mayors of Preston who didn't vote Labour in the EU election. They didn't vote anyone else, 
but they couldn't bring themselves well, to vote Labour. There were lots of Labour members, including Labour councillors in Liverpool, and I will not reveal their conferences, no, confidences. They'll, they'll, get, they'll get chucked out. Well, they'll get chucked out. Well, that might be a good idea for us, but they, <laughs> perhaps they will come, but on their own terms. Well, I know at least two uh, Labour councillors in Liverpool who didn't vote uh, Labour in the local elections or the European <laughs> elections either. Yeah. I think that the Labour Party and the uh, Conservative Party are fracturing, so getting back to the leader how does the leader keep his or her door open for anyone not necessarily to join us mm. but to say hey ed hey joe on these issues can i work with you yeah. on these i vote, vote against you on the others yeah. and and one of the and just to finish this off i think that may be the lasting legacy of brexit other than our relationship with the eu is actually the destruction of party lines in parliament has been absolutely stark, mm. where, you know, all sorts of party unity and a semblance of obeying the whips has just been obliterated. Well, it, it's not only that. You see, I could go into a council meeting uh, with you and mm. vote the other way. Yeah. But I wouldn't slag you off in the middle of the council meeting and then I go for a pint with you afterwards. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and, and what's happened with the other parties is, is what it's revealed is not only differences of opinion, which are quite fundamental about policy, it's the fact that they are coalitions of people who hate each other but yeah. hitch a ride with each other yeah. for their own purposes. Yeah. And that's one thing you can, you can never say about the Lib Dems. Because mm. if you think joining the Liberal Democrats was a career move, yeah. it's yeah. probably the stupidest thing that you and I have ever done, <laughs> yeah. John. Yeah, if you, if, you th if you wanted to, for money, power and glory, being a Lib Dem in the northwest of uh, England yeah. isn't the, the, the quickest route. I, when I go back to the 80s, I was... I uh, had talks at their instigation, not mine, with members of both the Tory and Labour parties, all of whom I suspect are dead uh, now, where it was made very clear to me that if I were to go over to their party, <laughs> they would sort me out. Yeah. And I thought, well, what's the point of going? Yeah. If you're going to vote for things you, you don't, don't believe, believe in, in and sit with people you don't like. Yeah. So it was never an option. No. Well, I think that kind of rounds up our... Have we given everyone advice on how to vote? No, we haven't. No, no. I, <laughs> I think, but I think that we, what we've talked about is, you know, whatever the leadership is or whoever gets the leadership, there are big issues and big obstacles in their way and, and a big opportunity as well. I hope that every Liberal Democrat who's listening to this, every Liberal Democrat will say, when we choose the leader... In yeah. an open, fair and democratic system, yeah. we get 100% behind them. Yeah. Even if occasionally we don't yeah. quite know what they've done, we just bloody well get behind them because that's what a united party needs to do. And, and it's a very unique position in history at the moment because very rarely, and I can't think of one, where the two other main parties have, are divided. There is, there is a calling for, a, I was going to say strong and stable. Oh, good grief, I'm not going to use that line. But there is a, a strong and cable. Yeah, that. that's right. <laughs> there, there is a calling now for a party who is, understands who they are, what they believe in, and are clear on the way forward. And Lib Dems can be that. And people will vote for us, even if they don't agree with all those things, because they're looking for that way of behaviour, not just that way of uh, producing policies.
That's right. So that rounds up this one. Thank you very much, Richard. That was uh, always a pleasure. That's, that's another podcast done. I hope you're all enjoying this. So if you do, give us a like, give us a review. Obviously, a nice one. You can leave a bad one, but we might, you know, just delete them. You know, no, uh, we uh, won't. This well, is a liberalism. Oh, okay, okay. Well, we've got to keep them. Um, but do subscribe to us. Do follow Richard on his social media and myself, and follow Lib Dem Pod as well. And we'll be back very soon for another episode. Bye for now. Cheers. <laughs>